Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the NFL podcast, Laters Out. As always, or as usual, we do have a special guest, so there's that. We've got all the stats, football news, football reviews, football previews, got a little bit of a side bet going, and uh, everything NFL-related you could want. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop, and generally, just share the podcast around. If you know somebody who likes NFL, send the podcast their way. Right then, let's get started. So here we go. This is CookieCast, Laces Out. So, it's NFL football, uh, brought to you by me and my glamorous co-host, Mr. Paul Williams. How are you, sir? Good evening, Mr. Cook. I'm very well, thank you. Fantastic. For you audio listeners out there, you will not be aware that there is, it's, it's special guest central. One of the beauties of the NFL podcast is we actually, we actually get guests, and this week's guest He's no stranger to podcasts. He's no stranger to the NFL podcast. He is a legend among podcast guests. That's right. It's Mr. Destroyer of Teams, Rob Rafton. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. It'll look very strange on the video. I'll be looking like this and talking like this. So, you know. I, I did think of doing like a talking heads thing where we face each other, but hey, yeah. Such is life. Um, that's weird again. So, Mr. Williams, talk to me about this week's podcast. Well, we'll we'll start in a in a similar vein to what we did last week with last week's guest, Mr. Uh, Mr. Stuart Woodmansey. Uh, obviously, we'll welcome Rob into the fold or back into the fold for a new season, and we'll um, we'll test him straight off the bat by asking him what he thinks the Super Bowl will be. Been thinking about this all week, and I've got a horrible feeling that the books are going to get there. But okay. by saying that, hopefully, I'll do what I do every year and curse that team. So <laughs> yeah, books. On the other half, the division, though, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to choose. I was going Chiefs beginning of the season, but then the Bills. Their offense is firing. But more importantly, their defence is holding strong, which the Chiefs, the home scores, but the lead lets in too much. So, yeah, I'm going to the Bills this year. Back to the Chiefs the last few years, but, yeah. I'm going to so, just to, so, just to clarify, that's a Bills versus Buccaneers Super Bowl. Bills, Bucks, final. Interesting. Uh, as um, you're, not the, uh, you're not the first person to pick that particular Super Bowl. Nor are you the second person to pick that particular Super Bowl, as that is what Mr. Mr. Cook and Mr. Woodmansey have both gone for. Um, of the two, which do you think would win the Super Bowl? I think the Bills would. I think they'd be at the moment, yeah. I know we're only two games into the season, but... 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you there. I think uh, that they look ominously strong. I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to end the flow. But do we need to take our time at the time now to take a moment? That team is mm. delicious. My compliments to the chef. So you're going for the Bills to win the uh, the game. Who do you think will be the MVP in that game? Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> so sound familiar as, as well? Is there an, is there an echo in? So, of the four picks that we've got so far, everyone's picked the Bills to be in the Super Bowl. Mm. You three have picked the Bucks. I've gone for the Rams to get back there, and that was only because I think the NFC is weak. And I don't think there's a standout team in the NFC that will go through. <clears throat> my my argument for not picking the Bucks was uh, I, I'm not entirely convinced that Mr. Brady will last the season. Um. Andy has picked the books to to win the Super Bowl with Brady to be the MVP, but the rest of us have all gone for the Bills and Josh Allen. But the reason that I have done that is kind of what Michael said. I've, I've used the word psychology. Let's face it: if it's a books Bills Super Bowl and the Bills win and Josh Allen gets MVP, is anybody in this vicinity going to be like, "Well, that's absolutely disgraceful"? I've tried that, and two years ago, I won money back in the books. I'll admit that. Probably once. See, there is, there is science. There is science behind it. Um, so, that's your Super Bowl pick. From a regular season league MVP perspective, who are you going for for that particular honour? I'm going Patrick Mahomes, I think. Offence. He'll have a cracking season again. But, yeah, again, it won't get the Super Bowl because the D isn't strong enough this year. Yep, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm totally on board with you on that one. That's that's actually my pick for the MVP as well. Whereas Andy's gone with Aaron Rodgers to get three in a row, and uh, Stu has picked Justin Herbert. Um, there we go. Then that's that's the season long picks uh, done and dusted. So we might as well move on to uh, to the week two game picks that we did last week with Mister Woodmansey. Uh, and then we'll go through some of the stats for that particular week. So, 16 games in total. You'd, you'd like to think it's, it's week two, you know, we're settling in, you know, nice nice and straightforward with the teams getting the uh, getting the results that the, uh, they should be getting. Um, so, nice high scoring. So, in second place, joint second place, might I add, with... Seven out of 16 picks correct uh, was Mr. Stuart Woodmansey and Mr. Andrew Cook. Therefore, taking the week, taking the week's win with an astounding eight out of 16 games picked correctly is myself. So, yeah, at least half of the games picked incorrectly by... Pretty much all of us. This is already starting to sound very familiar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a point last season where you were winning week after week, which you know was was real easy to uh, take on week after week. Um, 
I, I do think that we will probably have to get into just what exactly is going on with some team. <laughs> um, did the Jets win this week? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, they did. I'm so, the Giants won. And, and the Giants won. All New York teams won this week, which, uh, you know, that happens all the time. Yeah, it's the first time since 2009 that all four New York teams have won. Um, I, I I mean, I, do I need to say the word Jaguars? I mean, what is what is going on in this season? Not hey. just a win, a win 2-0. Yeah, I, I, I don't like I don't like it. I don't like the the unpredictability. It might it might come up in the stats, so I'm just going to leave the little Jags cult based stat that I've got to to rip. But I'll just leave that for now. And speaking of stats, is it now time to dive into those stats? Before that, how did the side bet go? Yeah, you don't want to know. Bagels all round. Uh, well, I got three of my four correct. Bagels all round. So I have the Rams. The 49ers and the Bills. But I did also have the Steelers. So just the three points for me this week, taking me to six overall. But Andy's absolute bankers were the Browns. Two minute warning. The Ravens. The Bengals. And the Colts. So other than the Colts, it was literally, what, a combined total of about 45 seconds away from getting getting at least a couple of points there. So, yeah, unfortunately, Andy, that you, you, you fought absolute bankers and you missed on every single one. Fine. Let's just talk about the stats. That's, that's the way the game. That's the way the game goes, I'm afraid. But yeah, let's let's uh, let's break down some of those games and some of that some of the happenings from week week two. Um, week two, NFL 2022 season stats brought to you by the stats mistress, brought to her by Nate Davis of USA Today. Big shout out to Nate Davis. Davis. Um, not quite on the payroll, but I'm hoping the shout-outs will uh, absolutely, absolutely help. Um, four apiece, even though I decided to give Paul an extra one, but we don't talk about that. Um, Start number one, Tua Tungavailoa threw for four quarter touchdown passes. Four fourth quarter touchdown passes, including a 48 and a 60-yarder to wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Mmm, delicious. Sunday afternoon in Baltimore, leading the Miami Dolphins back from a 35-14 deficit to an improbable 42-38 triumph. Tongue of Iloa, 469 yards, joined Hall of Famers Bob Greasy, and Dan Marino as the only Dolphins to throw six touchdowns in a game. 
you got some uh, you got some big shoes there. Big shoes. Number two, Jets coach Robert Sal. Will collect his share of rebates this week after his team shocked the Browns 31-13 Cleveland, scoring a pair of touchdowns in the final 82 seconds to complete the comeback. I heard on the uh, commentary that they said that the head coach for the Jets is taking receipts for anybody that bad mouths the Jets this this season. Um. I think it'd be easier to take receipts on anybody who's not bad mouthed in Jets. But they are apparently it would seem that they are a different team this season. Um head coach for the Jets also started seeing the returns from his vaulted rookie class. First round wide receiver Garrett Wilson had eight catches, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. And second round running back, Brees Hall, 60 yards and a touchdown, both with big afternoons. Now then, anybody knows that I love a good conspiracy. Speaking of, number four, with San Francisco 49ers starter Trey Lance lost for the season, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? Looks set to make a start again. Lance will officially be credited with the win from Sunday's 27-7 crashing of the Seattle Seahawks, but what a personal catastrophe for the number three pick of the 2021 draft, who was carted off the field in the first quarter with an air cast on his fractured right ankle, one that will require season-ending surgery. I could talk at length about this, but I won't. I'll hand over to Mr. Williams, who will deliver the next set of stats. Yeah, just before I dive into the next one, I'd, I'd love to hear that conspiracy theory, because uh, the bone sticking out of his foot at a different angle to the rest of his leg probably looked a bit like a dislocated ankle to me. It's facing the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine any phone calls were made, any... Any exchanges with, I don't know, the Seahawks defence? Wow. What? That is, that is a hot take if I've I'm ever sorry. seen one. I'm sorry. It's never been a thing that uh, certain defence players were getting bonuses. For... Anyway, we'll move swiftly on. Yeah. And what? we'll take ourselves over to Green Bay where Mr. Aaron Rodgers threw his 450th career touchdown pass in the win over the Bears. He is the fifth player in NFL annals to reach this benchmark. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals couldn't hit sand from a dune buggy in Las Vegas, trailing the Raiders 20-0 deep into the third quarter. But the Cards came all the way back for a 29-23 triumph thanks to Murray's improvisational heroics and cornerback Byron Murphy Jr.'s 59-yard touchdown off a Hunter Renfro fumble in overtime. Oh, dear. Russell Wilson was booed lustily for the second straight game. Wilson was 14 of 31 for 219 yards, one touchdown and one 
interception, while throwing to a receiving team depleted of most of its notable players aside from wide receiver Carlton Sutton. But Denver did manage to pull out a 16-9 win over the Houston Texans despite Wilson's struggles. And finally for my section, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Cooper Rush upped his career record to 2-0 as a starter by beating the Cincinnati Bengals in his first start in place of temporarily injured starter Dak Prescott. The Cowboys were the only team in the league that didn't score a touchdown in week one, but they hit Perder twice against Cincinnati. The defence limited the defending AFC champs to 17 points, one touchdown, and 254 yards while sacking quarterback Joe Burrow six times. And we'll hand over to our special guest, Mr. Afton, to finish us out for the week stats wise. The Brady led offense has only managed two touchdowns this season. The GOAT has spent nearly as much time yelling at his own teammates as he did the Saints. Good see. Ravens QB. Lamar Jackson became the first player ever in league history to run and pass for touchdowns of at least 75 yards in the same game. His 119 yards rushing also marked the 11th time in his career he'd reached a century mark. A record among quarterbacks. Jared Goff, 256 yards, four touchdowns, got the best of Wentz in the Commanders. Improving to a two and one against the man he bested in the draft six years ago. Goff had plenty of help from a young man who's emerging as one of the league's top receivers. I'll say it's right. Amon Ra St. Brown led Detroit with 68 yards rushing, which was the cherry on top of a nine catch, 116 yard, two touchdown there. It was St. Brown's sixth consecutive game with at least eight grabs. And the touchdown, a feat never before accomplished during the Super Bowl era. And finally, hard to explain the Jackson Jacksonville Jaguars. Can never explain them. Recent domination of the AFC South rivals, the Indianapolis Colts, yet Sunday marked the third time the Jags have shut out the Colts in the past six seasons. There's another conspiracy theory for you. I'm going to start. We'll be here all night. So I, I don't even know what to say about the Jags. The 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 Jags were a, were a banker for are going to be absolutely terrible, uh, and and apparently are aren't that terrible this time round. So the stat that I had was that is the eighth season in a row that they've beaten the Colts in Jacksonville. I'm pretty sure you mentioned last week when we were all picking the Colts that uh, they, they they don't do well against the Jags, and uh, yeah, it would be uh, it would apparently be the case. So that puts a bow on week two. Paul, where do we go to now? Well. Both myself and you have made our picks for week three. 
but our special guest has not at this time. So we'll go through the sixteen week. We'll go through the sixteen games that are due this week, and we'll take Rob's prediction for each of the games, and we'll see if it matches up with what what I've got and what Andy's got, and if we need to take a little tiebreaker here or there, or if we just get a completely different slot of, of results across the board. But we start with the Thursday night football game, which sees the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. What do you reckon for this one, Rob? I'm going with the Browns, even though two-minute warning killed them last time. I think they'll show the this week. Browns win. So, straight off the bat, we have a difference of opinion as both myself and Andy have gone with the Steelers in this one, but Rob has gone with the Browns. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Ooh, it's a close one, but I'm going to go the Saints. Yeah, it's a clean sweep across the board. The Panthers do not look good. I think we're... Uh, I think we're seeing the final season for Mr. Matt Rule in Carolina somewhat. Um, yeah, just a bit of a bit of a nothing franchise really at the minute. Uh, next up, we have the Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears. I'm going Bears. Go Bears. I am assuming they'll uh, they'll order a nice load of uh, rain to come into Chicago again to just wash that stadium out, and they'll just get another. Uh, and a bit of as well. High quality result. Again, we've all gone with the with the Bears in that one. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the hapless Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, no surprises there. Across the board, we've all gone for the Chiefs. The Colts just look. Well, I, I don't even know. Matt Ryan just. Struggling to get stuff going there. Strange. You would have thought he would have hit the the, the ground running there, but obviously not. Next up, we've got the uh, dominant-looking Buffalo Bills taking on the almost as dominant-looking Miami Dolphins in a battle of, I believe, two 2-0 two teams. Got to be the Bills, yeah. Even though, it's, even though it's in Miami... You'd be silly to be not taking the bills at this particular point, I would say. So, yeah, we're all in agreement there. The Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, I'm not sure about this one. I'm going to go Vikings. Yeah, it's another one where we've gone across the board on the Vikings. Mm. However, I would not be surprised if the Lions put something out here. They've looked good in both their games they've played so far this season. I think they've got 35 points at least in both both outings so far. Amon Rasen Brown looks like he's a bit of a weapon. Uh, DeAndre Swift is uh, is pretty special yeah. out of the backfield. So wouldn't be surprised if the Lions pulled a bit of an upset there, but Vikings at home for me are always going to be uh, a strong favourite. Next up, we've got the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Much as I hate to say it, Patriots. Ooh, another difference of opinion there. Myself and Andy have both gone for the Ravens to bounce back. Rob obviously liked what he saw from the Patriots against the Steelers at the weekend. Yeah, I just think at home they've just got that slight advantage. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. 
Uh, next up, we've got the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, 0-2, going up against the 1-1 New York Jets. Bengals. New York can't win again. Yeah, if, if, if ever the Bengals needed a gimme game, I know that they've just be, the, the Jets have just beaten the Browns in Cleveland, but I'd be surprised if the Jets win many back-to-back games this season. Uh, next up, we have the, I believe this is a battle of two oh and two sides, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. Go Vegas. I'm surprised with this. We've all gone for the Raiders on this one. So obviously we're uh, we're not we're not liking the smell or the stench that's coming out of Tennessee this season oh, with their um, with their pathetic offense. Um, next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Washington Commanders. I'm going to go Commanders on that one. It's a little tight one, I think. Interesting it's a point game, but yeah. Commanders. I thought the Eagles the Eagles looked better against the Vikings than they had the week before against the Lions. Yeah, they did. So me and Andy have both gone for the Eagles to get the win there, but again. Commanders at home, you maybe think that the, uh, the, the the crowd might be able to drag them through, but you never know. Uh, next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars coming out of uh, coming off that shutout against the Colts, taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers, yeah. I wonder if it's possible for a team to ever go from shutting a team out to then getting shut out themselves the week after. Would not be surprised if that happens there. Um, Staying with the Los Angeles team, we've got the Rams travelling to take on the Cardinals. Yeah, Rams. Yeah, we're all in agreement there. Uh, Even though the cards looked pretty good, that comeback came against a pretty average Raiders team, which hasn't really got looked like they've uh, hit the ground running just yet this season. Uh, next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Go Seahawks. Yeah. Uh-huh. You and Andy have both gone for the Seahawks there. I think the Falcons have put enough together in the last two games to show that they're actually, they actually might not be as bad as people think there. And I think we might get the first win of the season. So I've gone with the Falcons there. Last three games, we've got the Packers. At the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I hate to say it, Buccaneers. Again, Rogers, yeah. Yeah, we've all gone for it. We've all gone for the Bucks to get the win there. Just Tampa at home. Packers not really looking that good at the moment. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, big win for the Bucks. The Sunday night football sees the San Francisco 49ers taking on. The Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos in Denver. I'm going to go Denver. Ooh, interesting. Mile high. Mile high. I think getting that first win last week, hopefully they'll start to fire now. <laughs> and hopefully by the time they come round to London, when we go see the Mr. Cup, they will be firing. Interesting. I like it. I like it. But me and me and Andy have both gone with the 49ers, obviously. Andy, you've been a big Jimmy G fan, obviously, uh, throwing his full support behind uh, Mr. Garoppolo. 
Uh, seems like he's going to lead this offense for the rest of the season. And finally, our Monday night football takes us to New York City. It doesn't really, because it's in New Jersey. It's the New, <laughs> the New York Giants at home to the Dallas Cowpokes. Interesting. All New York team blues. Yeah. So you and Andy have both gone for the Cowboys, which is amazing because I didn't think Andy had that in him. I've gone for the Giants to keep this run going because they're looking uh, looking quite handy at the minute. I saw that um, someone, I, I can't remember if it was on um, a, an NFL network show, but they actually tipped the Giants to win the NFC um, East this season. So there you have it. Absolutely no need for any uh, tiebreaker situations. I've, as believe it or not, we've not gone for the same picks across the board in any of the game. Fantastic! Not, not, not in any of the games. I mean, across all sixteen games, there are differences. So there will be no need for tiebreaker situations. Which just leaves us, Andrew, with this week's side hustle to uh, to predict. So as uh, as as you were unsuccessful with uh, with any of your picks from last week, I'm afraid you do get the you do get the distinction of picking first this week. That is true. Um, for anybody who is only joining us this week for this season, myself and Mr. Williams are trying out a little bit of something different. Uh, it goes a little bit like this: uh, you each get four picks, and if you uh, once you've picked a game, that game is off the table. So. Um, you pick a team that you can 100% say is going to beat the other team. <laughs> and then that game goes off the table. Then the other person picks. When they pay, make a pick, the game goes off the table. Goes like that for four picks. And then it's a point per score system. And as Paul has just pointed out, if you lose the previous week, you get to pick first the next week, i.e. now. Um, I am going with the Buffalo Bills to absolutely destroy the Miami Dolphins. I will almost definitely be regretting this decision. Paul. Um, whilst I agree that the Bills will win, I think there's... A much safer banker pick in there. And I my first pick will be the Los Angeles Chargers at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's not where I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna go with what is now mine. Whoa, 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 Unless you unless you pick it up now. Whoa, whoa, whoa there, Sonny Jim. On the wraparound, I will take. Slightly risky, as they are zero and two. But I don't think that the Bengals. Just about say you're going for the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals are going to lose a third game in a row. So I'll go for the Bengals to beat the Jets. I was about that. I was about them apples. I will be picking the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the 0-1-1 Indianapolis Colts. 
And your third selection, sir? It may be considered risque to some, but not to me. The Baltimore Ravens to beat the New England Patriots. Nice, nice. So, back-to-back -back picks for me. I'm going to go for the Saints to, 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 to do over the Panthers. And I'm going to go for the Eagles to beat the Commanders. Which gives you the distinction of this week's last pick in our 4v4 match. You never want the last pick, that's the problem. But I'm going for it. The Chicago Bears to beat another 0-1-1 team in the Houston Texans. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I like it so much, in fact, that I'm almost certain that I was going to pick that and then ended up talking myself into the Eagles for some unknown reason. So they have our four teams. Andrew has picked the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Indianapolis Colts, the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriot, uh, pa Patriot, New England Patriot, and the Chicago Bears at home to the Houston Texans. So he's gone for three road teams there. Road dog. So might, some might say taking a risk there. I, on the other hand, I've gone for the Los Angeles Chargers at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cincinnati Bengals away at the New York Jets. The New Orleans Saints away at the Carolina Panthers. And the Philadelphia Eagles away at the Washington Commanders. So again, I have also gone for three road teams. We've got all the road games. What then. can only be described as taking a risk. That, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of week three's predictions and therefore the podcast, I dare say, Mr. Cook. I'll let you uh, tie a nice little ribbon around this, uh, this little the only The only thing I've really got at this point is the, the feeling of, I think when we did our pre-season podcast, we talked about how crazy the off-season has been. And I'd like to extend that into the start of the regular season and just highlight how absolutely bonkers some of these games have been. Um, things like the Saints and the Bucks sitting at three and three for the majority of the game, and then the absolute brawl that broke out. Uh, if anybody's seen the video of Mike Evans doing the It's Tom Brady. What do you expect me to do? Like, I expect you to take his uh, out of your... Um, <laughs> Mike Evans being the only person to get a suspension from that game, by the way. And uh, if we go back to previous games, it's not the first time that's happened. So, yeah. Um absolute bonkers when you've got like things like i don't know the jags 
the Jets, the Lions, all walking away with W's. It's like, what's happening right now? What is going on? It's certainly fun, to say the least. Some, sorry, just to dive in there. That did come up in a discussion I had with a couple of mates about the uh, the weekend's play was that I think after... Now, I didn't watch any of it, but after hard knocks with the Lions um, during the off-season, I think there's a lot of people who are probably taking the Lions as like their second team for this season because obviously that's the idea of hard knocks. It gets a little pe- gets a few more people into a franchise that you might not know a lot more about. Um, and they're just that... They've been around for, well, pretty much forever. Uh, and they've never really been successful. So it's just that it'd be nice if the Lions could actually get a little bit of success. So. Yeah, I got I got no no major issues with that. It's nice to see it's nice to see underdog teams come back. I mean, year in, year out, we always have a this is the team that shouldn't be going to the playoffs, but they've been amazing and are going to the playoffs and often further. Um you know. Shall we? Shall we talk Bengals football? Um, big thank you to our special guest, Mr. Afton. It will, by the schedule laid out for the season, will not be the last time we'll see him as long as he's available. So thank you to you for joining us. Thank you to you, Mr. Williams, for doing the book. Thanks to the stats mistress for the stats. Thanks to you guys for listening and or watching. And we will see you next week. Happy buys for now. So there you go. Watch things that. Big thank you to Rob for joining us and being our special guest this week. Big thank you to you for listening and or watching. And uh, if you are one of our lovely subscribers, big thank you to you. You can be a subscriber by clicking that subscribe button. Do like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop. And if you fancy checking out our website, why not check out ours, thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button, and you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Join us next week when we'll, in theory, have more special guests and more NFL football. Until then, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.